Are you serious? I've got a fire in my eyes. I'm burning brighter than the sunlight. You orchestrated my escape. Now I'm awake. I feel alive for the first time. You ignite the fire in my eyes. Hello, my friends. Hello. Welcome one more time to the Brother Marcos radio show. I'm your host, Marcos, speaking from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Through the airwaves and the data flow of Radio Redemption and Power Network and the Kapow Radio Network. It's good to be back with you and uh, I'll tell you, <coughs> some difficult times in the, the end of this year I had, uh, uh, you know, uh, My dear grandmother passed away, I had health problems, and so, my friends, I ask you that, that I apologize for, because we didn't have a show last week, but I'll tell you, keep, keep us in prayer, keep, please keep praying for, for me, and also for the, the people, uh, Linda and Paul Villanueva, the people at the, the Capal Radio Show Network, Luis Tejera, Javier, people at Radio Redemption in Power, because, you know, there is a spiritual opposition to what we do here. And I know life is, is hard. I, I try not to, to really, uh, you know, to, to see something uh, supernatural in everything. Because sometimes, uh, you know, life is just what, what life is. It's hard. It's a fallen world and we have to deal with those things. But I'll tell you, if you are really poking the enemy in the eye like we do here, you might expect some kind of uh, spiritual resistance. So keep us in prayer, please. Uh, you can uh, contact me if you wish at the, the Brother Marcos radio at gmail.com if you have any doubts, any suggestions. You can also check our Facebook page at Brother Marcos Radio uh, at Facebook.com and also I'm always posting at the Fifth Hook Media Facebook page. You can find us there also. Okay, we're going to talk about something very important today, my friends. We're going to talk about the false promises of the Antichrist. And I'll tell you why. The problem is that we are getting to a point, my friends, when it's all of nothing, okay? It's, it's like, uh, you know, the Luciferians, the elite... Satan, the enemy of your souls, they, they, you know, they, they think that the time has come for them to take total control of humanity, of humankind. So, uh, they're much like a runner, let's say it's a runner, one of those Olympic long-distance runners, let's say that he, he is <laughs> carrying a backpack, or carrying, a, you know, some kind of uh, water bottle, a canteen, or something like that. But, you know, he sees the finishing the finish line right in front of him, okay? It's like, you know, a couple of hundred yards from him. You know what he will do? He'll get rid of the backpack, he'll get rid of the water bottles, and he'll run like crazy. Because, you know, it's right in sight. 
you know, his objective. And that's basically what the, the, the global elite, the Luciferians, they're doing right now. And they're not shy about sacrificing things that, that you know, uh, things that, that, that are valuable. You know, things like, uh, I was reading that this week, the National Geographic magazine, very, uh, you know, used to be conservative, very technical, uh, very, um, uh, you know, v- uh, something uh, uh, that was used really uh, uh, in a very technical manner to show the wonders of this world and uh, we, with a tradition of scientific research, very serious people, okay? And now we see that they are promoting transgenders. They had uh, this this little boy. He's I guess he's about nine, eight or nine. Uh, I mean, very mean-looking boy. I mean, it's, you, you could tell just by looking at his face that something was not right there. And uh, and of course, he's been abused by his parents because he likes to dress as a girl, and now he thinks he's a girl. Okay. And I'll tell you, my friends, these things, they don't come from the minds of little children, okay? Somebody put that thought there, you know? Probably his mother, you know? I'll bet you that she's probably a Marxist, a feminist. And anyway, that boy was on the cover of National Geographic magazine. So, you know, they're not shy of sacrificing those, uh, you know... uh, very uh, important idols, uh, you know, it's like, like the Kellogg, Kellogg Company, you know, the, the makers of the Kellogg's cereal, Rice Krispies, Corn Flakes, you know, they're, they're giving money to all causes, you know, supporting the LGBT agenda and things like that, I mean, come on, and they are having problems because people are starting to boycott those companies, like Target, you know, J.C. Penny. They started with uh, lots of uh, advertising with gay couples. You know what happened? People stopped, stopped buying in those stores. They had huge deficits, and uh, and they lost lots of money, huge losses. I mean, but they don't care because they see. You know, we we can really destroy everything that we control. We don't care. If we lose some billion dollars here, because you know we need we need to promote the the Luciferian, Luciferian agenda right now. We need to promote you know the, the gay agenda. We need to promote occultism. We need to promote meditation. We need to promote you know a, a different world. <clears throat> so we don't care if we lose a couple of billion dollars here, a couple of billion dollars there, because you know after all they 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 run the banks. They can make money from nothing through what they call fractional, the fractional money, money out of nothing. You know, they create money because they lend money that they don't have, so and people pay interest to them, so they have all the money they need. You do that for 250 years, like they have been doing, you have, uh, you know, an unlimited supply of money, unlimited supply of money, my friends. 
And what they are saying, my friends, is, is you know their their final objective is not only you know to to transform this world into Sodom and Gomorrah, even though that's one of the results we are seeing. Their final objective actually is to deceive you and seduce you into thinking that there's there is a paradise coming to this earth. That's what they want to sell. Okay, there's, you know, the Bible says there's a huge judgment coming. The Bible tells us that, you know, the rapture is coming. I don't mind if you're pre-trib or mid-trib or post-trib or trib-trib, you know. The fact is that the rapture is coming and it's biblical. God, they know Jesus is coming to take us away from this planet sooner or later okay I believe it's sooner than later and I believe it's before the tribulation because you know that's that's something there's a lot of passages that that in the Bible that they say that we'll be protected from the wrath of God and um, it really makes sense you know if you see how, how God treated Noah when the flood came. But anyway, the fact is that rapture is coming. And when we are out of here, my friends, it's like God will say, you wanted to follow Satan? You wanted to practice sin? To live in sin and practice wickedness? So there you go. You can do whatever you want right now. I, I just got my own. They're with me. They have been raptured. So now, you can do whatever you want. And they will do what they want. That's, that's the nature. That's the sinful nature of man. They'll just do whatever they want. They will involve themselves. The Bible tells us. They, they will curse God when something bad happens. And they will not give up their occult, occult practices. Their witchcraft. No, they will cling to their witchcraft. We're going to see more and more and more involvement. And when the church is out of here, it's going to be total hell, my friends. It's like, it's like everybody's going to be demon-possessed. That, that, that's the reality. We are already seeing something. You know, I, I was just reading the other day about ayahuasca, the Santo Daimi, the drug from the Amazon. It, it's coming to the United States. They have... You know, they, 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 they have meetings in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York. You can find, you know, places uh, where they have... I, I don't know how they import that thing, you know, but come on. <laughs> if they can get cocaine inside the United States, they can get anything. Uh, so, they can smuggle the, 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 the Santo Daimia Ayahuasca inside the United States. So so they have the meetings there. And people take that drug and that drug drugs like the direct contact to the spiritual world. People get demons like in one minute. It's the most powerful uh, occult pharmacia drug in history. So we are seeing lots of people getting demons by involvement with occultism, with drugs, you know, and we are seeing the consequences, you know, Princess Leah 
you know, the, the Carrie Fisher actress, you know, she took drugs all her life, you know, cocaine. She had a friend die in her bed once of overdose. And now she's dead at 60. The other, the singer George Michael, he's dead at 53. You know, the people say that, that he would smoke more than 25 joints of marijuana in one day. And who knows all the other drugs that this man would take. Maybe he had AIDS. We don't know if he had AIDS or not. We know that his partner, he was Brazilian, by the way, he died from AIDS. So we are seeing, my friends, total chaos. But Satan will say, this is good, because now you're free. You're free to do whatever you want. You know, don't think about the consequences, because you have transhumanism, you're going to live forever, technology is going to save us all, Elon Musk is going to invent the new mechanical brain so you can upload your mind into that that computer thing you know that, that's all kinds of lies that that we have been told one after the other and they're very vocal about it, it, it it's like you know the, they're telling us that the galactic galactic spiritual guys they're coming to earth you know ufos and you know what's sad my friends is that some christians they're buying into this I mean, uh, it's like they're believing things like UFO bases in Antarctica. I mean, I'm talking about real Christians here, okay? Real believers. They, they believe in that and they're promoting that. UFO bases in Antarctica. I mean, the thing that, that was in, the, the, in that TV series. What's the name of that thing? The X-Files. Come on, my friend. Are you going to base your theology and your worldview on a TV series from from Hollywood from wicked Hollywood I mean just think about what you're doing okay but this kind of wonders and <clears throat> miracles <clears throat> I'm sorry it's exactly what Jesus warned us about in the book of Revelation that the Antichrist he will take power and he will be worshipped because of the wonders and miracles that, that, that he will do. So, so why, you know, give credit to these fables that will only help him to achieve this goal? You know, it's absolutely crazy, my friends. And real Christians, I'll tell you, they're being mistreated. They're being. They're going through hard times all over the world. All the Christians, good Christians that I know, they're they're facing so many problems. So you are not alone. You are not alone because this is like difficult time. Because you know we're almost there, my friends. We're almost there. Jesus can come back anytime. He can, can come back today, tomorrow. That's all it takes, my friends. A couple of months, we just need, you know, one false flag attack, you know, they will like explode a bomb in Jerusalem, and then Israel will say that Iran attacked Israel, and they will send bombs flying all over the place, and then, they, you know, the, the European Union will say, oh, now we, we need uh, to really work 
and help Israel and do something against those horrible Muslims, you know that I don't like Islam. You know that. I have recorded shows about Islam, the evils. Islam is basically a sect, okay? It's a sect, it's a cult. It's a cult, it's a, a, you know, a distortion of uh, Judaism and Christianity. It's a cult. But I'll tell you, think about it. It doesn't make sense. Why, my friends? Europe, the United States, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, why they have funded ISIS? You know, totally crazy people. I mean, the most wicked people that you could imagine. It's like they got themselves into, you know, it's like the elite people, the military people, they got themselves locked into a room and they started to, bra to, to brainstorm how can we have like the most wicked, horrible group of people possible. And they invented ISIS. And we all know that where they get their guns from. We all know that they, they sell their, their, the, the oil they, they steal to Turkey across the border. So we know all that. So I ask myself, is that really, uh, what, what would they do that? And I think that the answer is that, we, uh, you know, in order for us to hate the Muslims more and more. You know, same thing with the Muslims invading Europe. I'm not saying that the Muslims are good, okay? It's like a pit bull. A pit bull dog, it's a mean dog, okay? He may be on a leash, but he's still a, a mean dog, okay? But you have to look at the person who is holding the leash, okay? Otherwise, you would, we will not understand what's happening there. So, my friends, that's all it takes, okay? Then Israel will bomb the Muslims, the hell out of Muslims, okay? With their atomic bombs. They used to have 200 atomic bombs like 20 years ago. So now they probably have 500. Who knows the kind of weapons they have. Because they still, with the, 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 their spies, they have spies everywhere. They have spies. The Mossad. You know, they use the Jews that they're inside the United States in the synagogues. They know that if they, they get there, say, well, we need help here. You're spying on the military here in the United States. So can you help us? Well, they, they will get like a couple of dozen people willing to help them. That's how they work. So many friends, they're trying like, like to be the victims, but they're going to destroy. They're going to destroy Islam. They're going to destroy all the neighboring countries. We know that because we have Daniel 11. You have to go there and read about the wars of the Antichrist in Daniel 11. Are, they are all against the enemies of Israel. So, those clowns saying that, you know, the Antichrist is going to be a Muslim, I mean, what are they thinking? It's ridiculous. Because the Antichrist is going to basically destroy all the enemies of Israel, and he's going to sit on the temple. He's going he's gonna to help the Jews to build the temple. He's probably going to say that he's a Jew. A descendant from David because that's the way you know he needs to do that in order to be accepted as a messiah so I see things today like people saying that because Obama voted against Israel actually he didn't vote against Israel he voted 
to abstain, which is different. But anyway, people are saying that America is now cursed. But they're saying that America's cursed. I mean, come on, do you think that God would curse millions upon millions of his children, of Christians who believe in Jesus Christ, who have received Jesus Christ as, as their saviors, in order to make revenge for a couple, a bunch of Kabbalists and, and witches? Do you really think that's the way it works? All because of uh, all, all because of, of Genesis 12, because of a promise made to Abraham. Okay, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, "Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and to a land that I will show thee." So God was telling Abraham to do something very difficult. You know. Just say goodbye to your family, to your homeland, and follow, you know, my directions. Very difficult thing to do. But God gave him some promises, some assurances. And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And indeed, God did this, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee. And thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed, as the Lord has spoken unto him. But you see, my friends, this is a promise made to Abraham. Because he was afraid. Of course he was afraid. Can you imagine you're just going to leave everything behind and going to go in, into, into unknown lands? You could be robbed, you could be killed, you could face like bandits or other clans and tribes that, that would... Uh, you know, love to kill you and uh, get all your belongings to them. I mean, so it makes all sense that God would make this kind of promise to him, you know. But th what they do, they say, no, this is for modern Israel. This is for modern Israel. So now, you know, America has been cursed. And they say, no, America, and I was tired to debate one, with one guy and this guy and, and then they, they, they start say extra biblical things like <clears throat> no America is mystery Babylon America is just a Gentile nation just one among many there's nothing special okay it might have been a blessed nation because of the number of Christians there and because they followed Christian principles for a long time so, as a natural consequence, they, they were blessed. America has been blessed. But they don't have a special covenant with God. America is not Israel. What, what are they thinking? I mean, and they cannot make up their minds because sometimes they say America is Israel. Sometimes they say America is, is Mystery Babylon. I mean, they, they cannot even define that. So, I mean, come on, my friends. This, the Judaizers, they never stop, okay? They never stop. They're always trying, always trying. If they don't succeed by one way, they'll try the other way. So, my friends, that's what they're saying. They are saying this, my friends. And they forget that all, all the promises to Israel, they were conditional. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 7. If you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swore 
unto thy fathers. You have to obey God. And that's what happened. Just read the Bible for Christ's sake. Read the Bible and see what happened with Israel every time they disobeyed God. I mean, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, they would come and they, they would take them away as slaves. The Romans would come after they crucified Jesus Christ and destroy everything. And the Romans were not cursed because they, you know, they just hanged on for 300, 350 years as the strongest, most powerful empire on earth after they destroyed Jerusalem. So they were not cursed. Even Spain, think about it, when, after Spain, they expelled the Jews in 1492. They were not cursed. They went on to become the most powerful empire in the world. Because soon after that, they discovered, you know, the Americas. They got all that gold. I mean, you could even say that they were blessed. So it doesn't make sense, my friends. This was a promise made to Abraham. And America is not cursed. Because there's no condemnation. Okay? For those who believe in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Romans 8, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So my friends, you cannot go back there to Genesis and, and, and use this passage out of context to condemn and curse America. I reject that curse, okay? In the name of Jesus Christ, I reject that curse. I pray for blessings and protection for all my friends, for the Christians, good Christians in America, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I reject that. Okay? We have to stop with this kind of crazy thinking. Go to Luke 6, 28. But to those of you who will listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Do you see the difference here? Where does this lust for blood come from? I mean, they want to kill everybody there in Syria? I mean, they should be glad that, that, that you know, the, the, the people in the city of Aleppo are free from the ISIS. I mean, they were celebrating Christmas last week. They were celebrating Christmas. President Hassad, I mean, I'm not his fan. I'm not vouching for the man. But he was there. He, he spent Christmas with a, the, the, in a monastery, a Christian monastery. Okay? And all those years, people were like, I mean, they were not, didn't care at all about what was happening in Syria. And people dying there at the hands of the terrorists from ISIS, al-Nusra, you know, the people from al-Qaeda, basically. They all came from al-Qaeda. And people didn't care about the Christians being martyred there. And now they're like, oh, Netanyahu, my idol. I worship Nathaniel. 
Come on, my friends, think about what you're saying. Of course, of course that Israel, God will never abandon Israel, okay? There's going to be a remnant, remnant there forever, okay? It's like God will tie all the loose knots, so to speak, okay? In Romans 9, it says, it says, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved, for he will finish the work. God will finish the work. Understand that. Because the Antichrist wants to be worshipped by the Jews. Because Why? Because he's mocking God. He's mocking God. That's what he's doing. Okay? And eventually the Jews will receive Antichrist as a Messiah. But God will finish his work. He'll say, no, not here. Okay? I created Israel to be a light to the world, to bring salvation through Jesus Christ. So Israel is mine. So he'll tie the loose ends, okay? And he will save a remnant. But that's going to be hard for Israel. Because it's going to be just a little, small remnant. And then when Jesus Christ comes in the second coming, he will rule from Jerusalem. That's how it's going to work. For the glory of the patriarchs and the people who were faithful to him, David, Abraham, Moses, the patriarchs, we owe them honor. Okay? So it's, it's not like, okay, because we are saying that now they're Kabbalists, they're doing evil and everything, that we don't like the concept of Israel the land of Israel, of course we do. But come on, we're mature people. Okay? Let's 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 understand that you know this is a very complex issue and we have to be careful how we evaluate all the different uh, aspects here. Okay? So rest assured that you know America is not cursed, okay? And, uh, I mean, come on. Come on, my friends. America is not cursed because of that. You know, things will go on. God's will will be done in one way or the other. You know? So, he does not depend on the, you know, what the American people do, what Obama do. You can, you can rest. Rest in Jesus. Cast your anxieties upon him. <laughs> Okay? Obama has not destroyed your spiritual future and has not destroyed the spiritual future of your country. Okay? Relax! Alright? Relax. Relax. And uh, listen to our commercial break. This is Professor Lamsrath. I strongly suggest you read Eyes to See Unseen Enemies by Paul and Linda Villanueva. This book examines and explains the problems with so many of today's churches and ministries. You will learn about the false spirits invading churches and the occult practices that have crept into the house of God. More importantly, you will get the tools needed to protect yourself and the ones you love. Eyes to See Unseen Enemies 
is available at all online digital book retailers. Go to fifthhookmedia.com for further information. This is Professor Lamsrath, and I am making Eyes to See Unseen Enemies required reading in all of my courses. So I'll see you in class. my friends we are back from the commercial break we are you know trying to warn you about I mean, come on so many things I, 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 it's, it's like uh, if we stay if we skip one show I'll tell you so many things happen that it's even hard to decide what we're going to talk about in this show right here so many things happening crazy things I wanted I made a note here to share with you this this amazing testimony of this soccer player in Brazil can you believe this guy he was a great soccer player for the best team in the world Corinthians and um, it's my my team you know so that the the team I cheer for, but anyway, he was also um, a, a player for for the national team here in Brazil. So that's that's a big thing, and uh, also he was in um, he he was a, a, a kind of TV celebrity because he was uh, you know just just uh, commenting or with uh, the TV people in the World Cup and a very famous guy, his name is Casa Grande. That, that, that's his last name. I don't know his first name. His last name is Casa Grande. And this guy, I'll tell you, he was all the time in the in social media, in the internet, in television, and he would say, no, I love Lucifer. I admire him because, you know, he's so great. He's a uh, a rebel and he would do his own thing and I think we should all appreciate you know his personality and everything so he was a <laughs> you know an admirer of Lucifer and I'll tell you my friends the other day last week I was watching his testimony in a church and what he was saying is that I was admiring Lucifer but my life was a wreck I was completed addicted to drugs I was taking like cocaine like crazy. I overdosed four times and almost died. And he spent like one year in rehab. And he said I was better, but I was not, you know, fine at all. And he said that he he used to see. He was seeing like like ghosts and demon in in his house. I was thinking about you know the 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 book from Patrick Meekin, excellent books from from Patrick Meekin. And, and, and the, the, you know all the way that demons they, they harass people and I mean if they can harass people like Christian people can imagine what he can do with people who praise Lucifer and he was like seeing those demons everywhere and he, and he said no the things would start at 6pm and would go on until morning until morning light so I could not sleep because they were all around me he said there was one in the bathroom that was the worst of all. He was so ugly and scary. And I was so afraid. And he said until one day I was in the living room and all those demons, they ganged up together. And they, was, they were coming for me and I could feel terror 
because I knew they were going to kill me. And I said, you know, Lucifer, he said that I always admire you and I said good things about you and you're going to let this happen to me. And Lucifer didn't say anything. And then in his panic, he said, you know, I'm going to pray for God. And then the demon told him something like, it won't make a difference because you don't believe in him. And he was in such terror that he started to pray, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, the Our Father who art in heaven, and you know, just the only prayer that he knew. And, and he said that suddenly he just started praying. And he doesn't know how because he didn't know how to pray. He started praising Jesus, praising Jesus, praising Jesus. And this demons just disappeared. And it was like God really helped him. But you see, guys, no merit here. He, this guy didn't deserve this kind of intervention from God. Why? We don't know why God does these things. We don't know that. Why, my friends? I guess someone was probably praying for him. That's the only explanation I, I can imagine. So that was, a, I mean, a huge testimony. Huge testimony, okay? Because he was so afraid. He was afraid he was going to die. He was afraid he was going to die, my friends. And, uh, and, and, and that's the way it works. God is mysterious. We don't know why he does some things. We, we should be humble, okay? And, uh, and, and try to, to really uh, praise him for, for his mercy. Because it's, it's just mercy. Okay? Undeserved mercy. All right. Yes, my friends. And uh, I'll tell you here. Just let me see my notes here. What is happening? We I digress really. Because what what is happening, my friends? Let's get back to the topic of the show. You know, this promise of the Antichrist of really giving us a paradise on earth instead of judgment. And I'll tell you, this is going on in, in Christian circles too. And the idea here, my friends, is just to promote that Jesus, that he does not judge anybody. Okay? He does not condemn sin. It's like he's just a big buddy. Okay? Because eventually, my friends, that, that's the whole Gnostic, that's the whole Luciferian agenda. It's to say, you know, Jesus is just a, a buddy. He's just a partner of Buddha, of Krishna. Okay? Of... Uh, you know, other avatars, They're, they live in the galactic core, and sometimes they come to Earth and say, well, I have a mission here, I'm going to be an avatar, I'm going to, you know, teach people to do some good things and be a good example. So, you know, sometimes it's just, just like, uh, <clears throat> you know, Jesus would come, Buddha would come, Krishna would come, okay? And eventually Mohammed. It's it's like you know it's it's uh, it's just teachers, masters that would come and teach us good things, all right? Because eventually we are all going to be saved if you if just meditate a lot and listen to the frequencies of the universe. That's that's what they say. 
Okay? And of course, the Antichrist will be the last avatar. The greatest of all. The Christ consciousness. You know, that you come from, from the galactic core. And he's going to be this enlightened being. You know, one more avatar. Okay? And, and that, that's the way they're going to deceive people. But in order to do that, you have to really, you know, get rid of all the judgment passage of the Bible, or, 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 or you know, the, 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 you know, you have to, to uh, make God only. Uh, you have to get rid of the character of justice of God. So God is not just. He, he will not, not judge anybody okay he doesn't care if you're holy or not okay that's what they have to do and the way that they do it my friends is trying to to turn god into a human into a buddy buddy and that's what we're seeing right now and we're seeing in the most crazy ways it's like some women there I, I mean i told you so many times beware of those women's conferences seminars that they have now you know, just for starters, they're not biblical. Because those women should be learning from their husbands and from their pastors in the churches, okay? That's the biblical way to learn. And by themselves, by, by reading the Bible, of course. I'm not trying to, you know, underestimate women. That's, you know, some women, they're so intelligent and so smart, like, smarter than, than most men. But anyway... The biblical way is not to get a bunch of women together in a hotel and sell, you know, this package, tourist package, you know, for top money, top dollar. You know, that's not the way they do it. And they're doing that, you know, to insert heresies. That's what they're doing. Some of those women, they're saying, you know, that, that it's like Jesus is their lover. You know that they, they they feel embraced by Jesus. It's like he's, he, Jesus is their their boyfriend, and this is called, my friends, theological eroticism. I mean, come on, talk about a blasphemy here, you know. And this comes a long way. This comes from the Catholic Church. You know the things about the nuns marrying with Jesus. You know, now I belong to Jesus. I'm, I'm Jesus fiancé or something like that. That that comes from Catholic Catholicism, okay? There is a Davila having their ecstasies and things like that. So move away from that. Jesus is not your boyfriend. He's not your pal. He is the creator of the universe. You okay? You have to fear God. We love God. We have a, a status of heirs and, and, and sons, and this is wonderful. But you know, my friends, sometimes I think that, that we, we try to humanize God too much. But God really, I, I, don't, I, I don't think He really minds a lot about our feelings, about our petty feelings, you know. Always comes to mind the story. I, I, don't, I don't want to discourage you. But I want you to have a good perspective on things. Okay? God is just. And He's holy. And to go against that, my friend, means big trouble. Big trouble. Just go to the Bible. I mean, 
It's like it's like the the couple that that felt dead. I mean, come on, Ananias and Sapphira, they felt dead. You know, because they lied, they cheated about giving money to the church and they kept something for themselves. I mean, that, that's I mean that's harsh. Okay, God took them away as an example. You know. So it's not like God God is not your buddy buddy. I think about my friend, I have a friend, a very good Christian, committed, good person, okay? She had a boy. And this boy, wonderful kid, wonderful, lovely kid. He was uh, you know, used to play with my son. They had almost exactly the same age. They they were born almost in the same day, I think couple of days of difference and he got cancer and you know when they found out exactly when she was moving to Australia with with her husband and because she was my friend it took her a long time you know to find a husband and uh, that was something that she really wanted to have a family she always wanted to raise a family and find a husband and you know it took her a long time years and years and uh, she suffered and, and now you know her life was good because she found her husband he, she married she was moving to Australia she had this boy five-year-old boy and he started to feel sick in the airplane and when they got to Australia they found out he had cancer and this boy suffered a lot my friends he suffered a lot and this is the most lovely committed good Christians you can think about you can think of okay so nothing wrong about them no sin no hidden sin some people like to say that no lack of faith and uh, God took the boy away and I'll never forget what she told me. She said, you know, Marcos, I really thought that, you know, God let him go through all that. But when the time would come for him to die, God would give him special grace and he would die in peace. But, you know, he didn't. He died in agony, in pain. The poor boy, I mean, he would say, uh, you know, things like, Call the news, call the news, you know, the innocence of, of a little boy. Call the news, they, everybody needs to know that because it's hurting so much. I mean, my friends, uh, I mean, that, that, that's a tough pill to swallow. He's in heaven. The family's all right. They had two more children, okay? But the hurt, I'm sure, the pain is there. And we'll be there forever until they get to heaven. So we try to transform God into a buddy-buddy, but He's not. He's holy, He's just, He's fair, and He will make things right in heaven. We receive all the love, all the acceptance, all the, the you know, and, and, and the warm feelings in heaven but here things are difficult but that's not what they want you to think because they want really 
to believe that God will forgive you for if you decide to, to, to live in sin. If you decide, you know, I just keep living my life the way I want. I want to be, I want my gay marriage. Because I love him. I love my partner. Okay? I want, you know, I want to do what I want to do. What's the problem? I want to smoke some weed. What, what's the problem? I'm a responsible adult. I can smoke weed as much as I can. I'm not going to harm any, anybody as long as I, uh, I don't harm anybody. There's no problem. That's what they say. You know, what's the problem about living in adultery? If we love each other, we love each other. You know, that's, that's what they want you to believe, and that's what they're coming with things like the, this book, book, The Shack, number one New York Times bestseller. More than over two million copies in print. The book, The Shack. And they're going to have uh, uh, this, uh, this movie right now. And it's going to, to, to come out in uh, 2017, in March. Okay? So what is this sh- sh- the shack all about? Well, it's about a guy that lost his daughter. But you know, God will not abandon him, so he, he receives the invitation to spend some time at this shack, this cabin in the woods. And when he gets there, you know who's there? God himself. But God is a woman. Of course, of course, my friends. He's like, like this middle-aged black woman. Very nice person, lovely, and, uh, you know, all mushy-mushy person. Very, very motherly. You know, like that, you know, you, you know, if you have been following our show, you know why. It's because of the eternal feminine of the Gnostics. You know, Lucifer is a transgender. I have told you so many times. He's both male and female. And, uh, and, and, and you know, it's all about the Shakti, the Hindu eternal feminine Shakti. The Virgin Mary. The Fatima, daughter of Muhammad, you know, they're all manifestations of the eternal spiritual feminine principle. So why not a God that is not the father, he's a mother. It's amazing, my friends. That's, that's, and then what they do, you know, he goes there and this mother is so good to him and brings him peace and says, okay, we're here, everything's going to be fine in the end, you know. And then they start to insert lots of uh, new wage stuff, okay, in this Shaq book and now a movie, okay. And the first thing that they do is to say that God is in everything because they have their talk, okay, that's the way it goes. What do you say? You say, well, it's just fiction. Many Christians have, you know, they say, well, it's just fiction. My friends, fiction is the best way to involve you emotionally in something. If I'm going to talk like I'm talking to you right now, you have to think. And all all the time that I'm talking, your mind is great objections to what I'm saying. Okay? Oh, no. This brother Marcus is saying stupid things. No, no. 
Oh, let me see what he's saying. Is this right? Is this right? I don't know. This brother Marcos must be... Uh, no, no, no. You know, that's the way that, that our minds work. Every time someone is talking to you in a rational way, your mind is analyzing what that person is saying and is creating objections to what is being said. But when, when you have fiction, that's not the way it works. Because in fiction, you just immerse yourself into the story and you get yourself emotionally involved. The key word here is emotion. Okay? And that emotion will carry you through. And then they start to insert ideas, thoughts, principles, doctrines, while you are all emotionally involved with that thing. So it's, very, it's much more effective. It would be much better if that was, if that were just a book on doctrine, or New Age doctrine, okay? Because people would say, well, that's a, a, a New Age book. I don't want to, I don't mind about that. I want not read it, or if I read this, I will reject it, okay? But since it's fiction, people get involved. In you know, and they have the Holy Spirit, and they have Jesus there. You know, one is the guy, like, like the gardener, something like that. You know, but they talk. You know, the guy, the, the character there, the hero, he starts talking to the gardener, who is the, the, the Jesus there. Okay? And they say, no, everything is, it's, you know, God is in everything. Everything is God. Penantheism. Okay? It's just, just like, you know, so many other books that we have now. And, and that's how they deceive people. Okay? That's how they deceive people. I'm, I'm going to... There's a lot. I have an article here about the shack that, you know, some people, they went through all the pages. You know, but basically, my friend, it's like nobody, okay, is going to go to hell. Okay? That's so many problems here. So many problems, you see? So some of the things that, that they say in this book is like, you know, the, 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 the hero here, he asks Jesus, okay, how do I became part of the church, okay, the church of the people who follow Jesus, who follow God, okay? And then this Jesus says, it's simple, it's all about relationships and simply sharing life, being open and available to others around you. You know, just go play Christian volleyball and eat Christian tacos, it's not about accepting the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at the cross. He says, my church is all about people. In life, it's all about relationships. You know, it's just a club. Okay? It's just a club, my friends. Okay? It's, it's crazy. They have things like, you know, they teach people that it's okay to communicate with, with uh, dead people. Departed loved ones. The hero, his name is Mac. He sees colorful auras that show spiritual maturity among the dead but alive. He even practices astral travel, what the Shek calls flying, a word popularized by Maharishi Yogi long, long ago. Yes. Yes. 
the fictional Jesus of the shack says such a powerful ability, the imagination. That power alone makes us make you so like us. So through your imagination, the Bible says cast down the imaginations, okay? Because they go against the truth of the Bible. But when you know this false Jesus here says, No, you have such a powerful ability, the imagination. Okay, that power alone makes you so like us. It really means that he's becoming God. That, that's what, what the, the false Jesus here is saying. That he's becoming God by practicing the imagination. Astral projection and things of that. Like, like that. Okay? When Mac asks this false Jesus what it means to be a Christian, he answers, Who said anything about being a Christian? I'm not a Christian. The idea struck Mac as odd and unexpected, and he couldn't keep himself from grinning. No, I suppose you aren't. I'll tell you, Jesus Christ was the most perfect Christian of all. Because they follow his doctrine perfectly. Okay? Come on. Come on. I'll tell you, my friends. And, and then there's this, this whole thing about making images from God, which is forbidden. Okay, here's one, one passage. The door flew open and he was looking directly into the face of a large beaming African-American woman. Instinctively, he jumped back, but he was too slow. With speed that bellied her size, she crossed the distance between them and engulfed him in her arms. Okay. And then, just as she, tur as she turned, and a small, distinctly Asian woman emerged from behind her. I think this is the Holy Spirit, okay, an Asian woman. And he then glanced past her and noticed that a third person had emerged, a man. He appeared Middle Eastern. That, that's Jesus, okay. <laughs> yes, and then she introduced herself to him. You can call me what, uh, you know, Nan, that, that's the wife of the hero, does, Papa. Okay, she's a woman, but she wants to be called Papa, okay? Yes. And I interrupted the man who looked to be about his 30s. I am Hebrew. Mac was suddenly staggered by his own realization. Then you are Jesus. Yes, I am Jesus. Well, Mac stood dumbfounded. Just as he was about to crumple to his knees, the Asian woman stepped closer and deflected his attention. And I am Sarayu. The Holy Spirit, creativity, she said. So that that's it, my friends. You know, it's just about transforming God, the Holy God, a God, a God who is, you know, much beyond our comprehension, into buddy buddies, you know, in, into forces. It's just like a force, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars, okay. And there's no sin here. There's no sin. Okay? Mac asks, why would the God of the universe want to be submitted to me? Oh yes, it's a God that submits himself to people. Because we want you to join us in our circle of relationships, answers Jesus. It's, it's just like God needs us, okay? That's the idea, he needs us, okay? Alright, it is not sufficient that he's God of the universe and, and you know, created everything he needs us, okay? And uh, what else here? So many wrong things, my friend. You you, you were going to have to, to read for yourself 
themselves because it's just too many. Okay? Are you saying I don't have to follow the rules? I mean, is it, is it okay to sin, basically, what's, what he's asking? Yes, in Jesus you are not under any law. All things are lawful. All things are lawful. Oh, I see. You can be serious. You're messing with me again, moan Mac. Child. Child, interrupted Papa. You ain't heard nothing yet. Yeah, and, and that's the way he talks, okay? He, he talks like, like bad English. You ain't heard no, nothing yet. N-U-T-H-I-N. Okay? Enforcing rules, says Sarayu. Sarayu is the Holy Spirit. It's a vain attempt to create certainty out of uncertainty. You know? Rules cannot bring freedom. They only have the power to accuse. You know, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the lost. That's, that's the motto of the Satanists. You know that, my friends. So basically what he's saying here is putting the words of Satanists in the mouth of God. That's the kind of blasphemy this guy is doing here. You know? There's no condemnation. Okay? The, the God's, that's what God says. I'm not a bully. Not some self-centered, demanding little deity insisting in my, on my own way. You see, that's basically the accusations that the Gnostics, they do against God. That he's the demiurge, that he's jealous, that he wants people enslaved uh, by the way of the Bible. You know, they don't, he does not want people to see the light of Lucifer, of Sophia. That's basic Gnosticism. Okay? I am good and I desire only what's best for you. You cannot find that through guilt or condemnation. You don't need me at all to create your list of good and evil. Well, I thought that the, I thought that the heart was the most wicked thing. Because that's what the Bible tells us or false god of the shack. The false god of the shack says that you create your own list of good and evil, but the, Bi the god of the Bible, the real god, he says that if you do what is good into your own sight, you're going to do evil all the time because your heart is wicked. So you see, my friends, Yes, my friends. Lies, lies, lies. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Okay? Yes, my friends. Yes. That's the same thing like cursing miracles. The same thing that you have in that book, Jesus Calling. The same thing that you have in that book, The Secret. You know, my friends, what they want you is to believe that God is my buddy, okay? He's Santa Claus. Not even Santa Claus, because, you know, Santa Claus at least. He has a checklist about the bad things you did. But this, this guy here, this false God, this false Jesus, this false father, fake, as a $3 bill, God, you know, he doesn't care about you, what you do. You do whatever you want. He just will accept everything. So no matter people love him, no matter people are, are, are you know, flocking to, to the, the Christian, quote-unquote, bookstore to buy this trash. And it's going to be a hugely successful movie, you see. No wonder people 
are buying this Jesus Calling book. And there's the Sarah Young person, the one that channels, she's a medium, a witch, that channels a spirit that says he's Jesus. She has a new book, it's a devotional. So, I mean, you have to be very careful, my friends, because when you buy a devotion, you decide to follow a devotional. That means you are stuck with a book for one year. Probably people don't like to read too, people don't like to read much. Okay? So probably that's gonna be the only book you're gonna read for a whole year. So if this is a bad book, you're stuck with a bad book for a whole year. And that's the strategy of Satan. Okay? He gets Sarah Young to, to write a devotional. Okay? What's the name of that book? The old one was was Jesus calling let, let me see here okay it's Jesus always so you buy this Jesus always and you're gonna be always deceived okay every day by this false Jesus okay so stay away for, from that I'll tell you I don't even I, I mean there are some good Christian devotionals there's the, the Spurgeon's morning and evening it's good but you know even Christian devotionals okay they are a problem because you're restricted to that you know you, you really need the freedom of your mind and the Holy Spirit to, to let you dive in the Bible and read whatever you, you know the Spirit tells you to read I, I, I don't like much devotionals okay but these devotions they are satanic so stay away from them yes my friends that's the whole idea the idea is that to promise you a paradise is coming. Everything is going to be great. You can do whatever you want. Okay? Diversity. Freedom. Okay? Don't, you know, can you imagine when the Antichrist starts distributing money? Because I think that will be one of the first things you'll do. Everybody will get a card and will get money. I may be wrong, but I think that's, that's what we'll do. You know, cure for cancer. We have the cure for cancer. We have total health. Just, you know... Just get the mark of the beast here. We're going to change your DNA. And you're going to be a super healthy person. And we're going to give you some money too. Get a card here. We have a debit card with, with some money for you. You know, and you can do whatever you want. But you know, my friends, we know that judgment is coming. Unfortunately, if you are not, if you have not received Jesus Christ, as your savior to be free from condemnation okay we have just read that 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 verse there's no condemnation for those who walk in the spirit and you can only walk in the spirit if you follow jesus christ then there's judgment coming for for you my friends promises 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 do, do you really believe in politicians the antichrist will be like the greatest politician of all times. The greatest liar. And then we'll be too late, my friends, when you realize, when the world realizes the stupid decision they made to follow that guy with all these golden promises, it's going to be too late. So do not be caught unaware. 
guard your heart, guard yourself. It's time right now for you to accept the salvation that Jesus Christ provided at the cross when he died for your sins. And deep inside, you know that you need that forgiveness. You know that. People who live la vida loca, who live for the world, world like Carrie Fisher, like George Michael, you know, how many problems they had. They had problems, you know, even though they had money, fame, and everything that this world has to offer, but they could not really enjoy it because something was missing. And what was missing was peace. The peace, that only the salvation, the assurance that you are saved, that you are a child of God, can provide you. So it's time to stop messing around. Go read the, the book of John. Accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ at the cross. Dedicate your life to Him. You know, it's not, not, not really difficult. Just say, you know, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. I believe that Jesus Christ was God who came to this world and died for me at the cross and accept His sacrifice. I want to follow Him. I want Him to be my Master and Saviors. And then you start reading the Bible and try to understand what you have to do with your life, which is basically obeying the commands. It's not difficult. Okay? Well, I would say it's not complex. It's difficult because it's a big decision. But you have to do it right now, my friends, because the propaganda is only going to increase. The lies are going to increase. There's going to be a flood of lies and propaganda. You know, we can see it right now. The end is near. We're getting there. It's time for a decision. I hope you make the right one. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you very much. I, I, I really hope that you learned something today. I apologize if I offended anyone. But what has to be told has to be told. Okay? All right. I hope to see you again next week. Bye-bye.